Welcome to Let's Talk Nova podcast. My name is Ailish and I'm joined here by the beautiful Megan Maguire. Megan hails from Clare, back home in Ireland. She has recently graduated in the summer of 2020 with a first in speech and language therapy. She then started her first job as a speech and language therapist working in primary schools in South London in September 2020. And she also has her very own unique expat story to share. So Megan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Eilish. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to have a chat with you today. So thanks so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Oh, well, thank you for agreeing. I've been really excited about this one. Yeah, it's going to be a good one, I think. <laughs> so I suppose, would you like to share how we know each other, how our, cross, our paths have crossed? Yeah, so Gaelic football, I think, is in a nutshell. So when I moved over in 2013, I was only 15 and I joined the ladies Nafina Gaelic football team. So, yeah, we played Gaelic football together for a few years um, and we were on the same team, I think, for a good chunk of that as well. Yeah. And I remember your dad was also our trainer. Yes. (laughs) Oh, like I love being trained under your dad. Like he'd give the best passionate speeches at halftime for a point down and you know definitely get us going like I love being trained by your dad Barry he was a great man for it oh he loved it though he absolutely loved um training the girls but yeah that was that was where we met um great experience I loved the Gaelic football over there I really miss it I think as well oh and we were so like we were so protective of you because there was you and four others wasn't there there was Neve. there was a few but, yeah there was Neve, there was um, Ellie and Daisy, and then there was Claire as well. I think there was another few, Sky. There was a yeah. few of us, kind of, which uh, there was a nice little group of, of young ones. <laughs> oh, it was so fab, though, because when you came into the team, we're like, oh, my God, the girls, we need to look after them. And, oh, I remember, like, there was one memory that stands out for me is when we were at a, oh, it could have been a Christmas Nafina ball or St. Patrick's ball or end of year ball. And you and Eve were there and we were like, of course, we were being very um, generous with our, <laughs> with our, with our uh, soft drinks, was it? For yeah, you? soft drinks. What was gas was my parents were there as well. And they thought they were being careful with our soft drinks and monitoring it. But little did they know that the girls were also doing the same thing. <laughs> But yeah, I just remember feeling so welcomed and it was really daunting when I was 15. I remember, I'll never forget the first time going to training and it was in the stadium inside Sports City mm-hmm. um, and just feeling like, oh gosh, I'm so young and these are all like women. And I remember them, you know, when you're training and you're sweating and you can't really tell how old people are. Yeah. And I always got the question, so where are you working? And I'm like, oh, I'm in school. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just remember me and Eve always said it. We felt so welcomed by the girls and it was just, it was a great experience. I absolutely loved the football. It was Aww. so good. It was, it was such a special time for sure. It really was. Mm-hmm. So when you hear the meaning of Novatorient, which is to seek or desire a powerful change in one's life, how does mm-hmm. that relate to your life? So when my family were making the decision to move to Abu Dhabi for the second time, um, my parents actually, I suppose they gave me the option whether I would like to go with them or not. Now, I don't think if I had made the decision to stay in Ireland, they would have gone with that. I think it was kind of a, they wanted me to make the decision on my own, but they inevitably wanted me to go. 
But basically they said, you can stay in Ireland and you can finish your, I had two years left, I could finish my leave insert or I could go to Abu Dhabi with them. So we went to visit um, Abu Dhabi before we moved. And I remember going to the school and just being in awe of the school itself. And I was quite familiar with Abu Dhabi, we'd gone there. So it wasn't a, a culture shock or anything, but the school, the facilities, just the atmosphere in the school, I absolutely loved it. And I just remember after, cause I was really 50-50, I didn't know whether, you know, at 15, I wanted to make that change. It might've just been easier to stay at home and just do the leave insert and, and be done with it. But um, just after that visit to the school, I just, I just remember being there and making that decision myself that I wanted that change in my life. I wanted to have an up experience um, that was different to home and so yeah I think at 15 that was kind of the start of start of it for me that change where I or that decision that I made when I wanted that change and yeah and ever since I've kind of just not really had that fear about making more changes um, in my life and, and with moving and stuff so yeah I'd say that was kind of the moment for me. Wow like I'm actually I didn't know that that they actually gave you a choice that's amazing. Yeah no I think I, I was chatting to my mum about it and she said I definitely wouldn't have left you it was just kind of it was quite clever because of the way it worked out but yeah she didn't give me that kind of decision and let me kind of come to that on my own and I knew that it was going to be difficult but I just I just wanted that change for myself I think at 15 and I knew there was going to be it was going to be an amazing experience and loads of opportunities would come from it so yeah it probably helped you with um, like owning the decision yourself and not feeling forced to do it. Absolutely, absolutely. It really, really did. And I think it is a really tricky one when, as children get older, making that decision for families to move. Um, and I know for me, that's how it worked out. But for others, it might not be the same. And I know a lot of my friends, it took them a long time to settle, especially as you get older into teenage years. It's just you you start to have more of a life that you're leaving, I suppose, at home. So yeah, it's definitely, it was great that I made that decision myself, I think, or I felt like I made that decision myself. So your journey as an expat, had it started when you were younger or was it when you were 15? Yes, so it actually started when I was four. So I first moved to Abu Dhabi when I was four years old. So my dad took a leave of absence from his job in 2002 and it was one of his ambitions to work in the Middle East so myself and my brother who was only a baby at the time and my mum we all moved over and um, when I was four so I actually started school in the Middle East in Abu Dhabi and finished school in Abu Dhabi so that was quite nice um, so yeah we lived there for three years so when I was four until I was seven um, and then we went back to Ireland for a few years and then we lived in California for six months um, I think when I was 11 wow. yeah yeah and then yeah and then went back to Ireland after that and then when I was 15 moved to Abu Dhabi for the second time and I was there for four years then so Megan you're a seasoned expat already I think you don't wow <laughs> yeah a lot of moving around um but I I loved it I wouldn't have it any other way to be honest um but yeah so I'm sure that definitely stands to you so with you being like you just mentioned earlier how you're so open to change I suppose it was kind of yeah. it was kind of the norm for you growing up you know you probably didn't give it a second thought exactly it, it was the norm for me and I even look like so recently I've moved to London, that's been my recent move, and I didn't really hesitate that much to move from Ireland. And I'd never, I hadn't been in London in 
10 years I would say before I moved and just I don't have really a fear around moving if I know it's going to be for you know a job or whatever it is different lifestyle yeah I suppose because it's just been the norm for me to move and to adjust to new environments I think so yeah it is a great way to be I think um definitely for sure so tell me were there any challenges then that were that were in your way I suppose as you were growing up as an expat? Yeah, there was definitely some challenges. I think initially, um, so I'll talk more about kind of the second time yeah. um, that I moved when I was 15. Uprooting was hard, definitely. Um, so there's a change in everything. And especially as a teenager, it was a lot of change all at once. Um, so when you first move over, your parents are trying to find a place to live. So we actually lived in a hotel for six weeks. Um, and then they're trying to find a, a new car and there's just a lot of change in that sense it's quite a stressful time there's also the moving of schools so there I have two siblings so there's three of us and my brother didn't actually get into the school that my sister and I did so there was so he was going to a different school and we were going to another school so that was quite challenging um, and then the new curriculum so I went from doing the Irish curriculum doing my junior cert to having to do GCSEs and A-levels because um, I went to a British school and at the time GCSEs are basically kind of like the junior cert but they're done a year later mm-hmm. so I was going into year 11 but you can't do year 11 without doing year 10 so I had to stay back a year oh, so, wow. there was, so there was that yeah so I had to do basically the junior cert twice um, wow. okay. <laughs> yeah so I had to do my GCSEs um, so I suppose that was that was quite challenging so you're going into your group that they're younger as well um, and then the curriculum as well was very different I, I remember my first day of school um, doing ICT so like computers and at home in secondary school I think the most we did in computers was Microsoft Word mm-hmm. and I just remember it was the last lesson of the day and the I was accidentally put into the top set of ICT and I just remember I sat there for the whole lesson and I hadn't a notion what was going on and I actually cried after school and my mum was like was it that bad I was like I just didn't know what to do I was just I just was (laughs) it was just really difficult yeah um yeah so there's a change in school curriculum which is difficult um And then there's also the social aspect. So it was a whole new social dynamic that you're trying to get used to. And as a teenager, that's really important, I suppose, that you feel like you fit in and things. Um, But even things like, I mean, me were actually talking about this, like the humour was very different and Mm -hmm. you're coming in with a different accent and lots of things. And even though it's a very transient place and there's lots of people from lots of different cultures, which is definitely a brilliant thing and something that is a benefit, it's quite challenging because you've got people from all these different backgrounds. It's just a very unique dynamic. So you've got that to adjust to as well. Um, And then I suppose as you're living there, sometimes you can feel a bit homesick or that it's challenging being away and and this place is your new home, I suppose. You start to kind of lose connections with friends at home. But I suppose like not all friendships that you have at home, you thought would last, you know, you thought they'd last forever. And you kind of realize that some people just don't keep in touch and, and that's okay. But when you're a teenager, that's quite difficult, um, I suppose. And then not seeing your extended family, but at the same time, you tend to see your extended family when they come out to visit. And I just have amazing memories of when like my cousins and my auntie would come 
um, from America. They came over to visit. My auntie and uncle in Dublin came to visit. And I just remember having really great quality time with them over in Abu Dhabi. But definitely a challenge because you can go for very long extended periods of time without seeing your extended family. Um, and then I suppose after a few years and I was kind of I was chatting to my friends about this because I was kind of saying, what do you feel are the challenges afterwards of being an expat and and moving on from Abu Dhabi? And I suppose your heart is never in the one place. So not 100 percent knowing what home is. And even now thinking of home for me, I have very mixed feelings about what that is. Um, and I know a lot of my friends who spent the majority of their lives in Abu Dhabi feel um, this because even though they were there for so much of their young life, it's not where they're from. Um, and you get that dreaded question of asking, where are you from? At un- Especially when you go on to university, you kind of end up going, oh, I suppose I'm from here, but I also lived here. And it's kind of like, do I give them the short version or the long version of the story of where you're from? Um and I suppose it's very transient place as well. So sometimes it's quite hard to see people come and go, um, especially when you're a teenager and you might make an amazing friend and then the next year they're gone. Um, so that can be kind of tricky sometimes. But I've definitely found that after living there, no matter where we are, my friends, we've great, we have a great connection. We have a very strong connection. And even though we've all moved on to different places, we're all still very much great friends. And I know when I see them, it'll be like I saw them yesterday. Um, so that's definitely something that's a positive out of it as well yeah wow I'm just listening to you there and like the the way you articulate the experience like you're you're so self-aware yourself Uh, (laughs) you are though honestly to your credit to you like you, you you can see how it can impact you differently you know like yeah and I'm I'm listening to you and I'm thinking like even the fact of like you having to do your junior cert and then your GCSE coming into your first and stay back a year I'm sure that mm-hmm. would have been like a bit of a shock I suppose because you thought maybe oh I'm done now with exams for the next year two years anyway yeah yeah but definitely it was the best thing though for me like looking back because I went to university then when I was 19 I was a lot older and yeah. I can't and go, haven't gone any younger because I, that was another challenge I suppose for me was leaving Abu Dhabi was a very big challenge for me and going to university mm-hmm. and I think it's something that I've always kind of said is that when you're in Abu Dhabi and now mo- I'm just talking from my experience and a lot of my friends did go on to university mm-hmm. there's a lot of talk about how amazing it is and oh you're gonna have the best time and all your teachers tell that and nobody talks about how difficult it is to move from so I moved to Manchester with my parents still in the Middle East and I was 19 and I think it was the first time I actually felt really lonely it was very difficult because you're you've moved and I didn't really have any family around me but I think I was a bit naive and thought oh it'll be fine you know everybody does it in Abu Dhabi well in my school most people moved on and went to university in the UK Mm -hmm. and it was different because they kind of most of them had family in the UK and some people's parents moved with them but for me it was a very different um, scenario but that was kind of the first year and then I really found my feet I think after Mm -hmm. the first couple of months Um, and definitely my experience in Abu Dhabi helped me so much so I joined like the Gaelic football team at my university and things and um, that was a, a brilliant outlet for me, not only for Gaelic football, but for making friends. And I still have great friends through Gaelic football. So, yeah, that's another kind of challenge, I think, is the after of, you know, you, you know, you're not going to be there forever. 
and I think kind of moving on can be a bit of a challenge sometimes yeah and and yeah you make such a great point about the I suppose the expat um children I suppose that they're now going into the university years that they do have their extended family in the UK where it's still mm-hmm. for you obviously your your family is at home in Ireland or in the Middle East yeah like I, I think in the first year I flew to see my grandparents in Clare. I think there was one time, I think I went three weekends in the space of two months towards the end because I was in university halls and, you know, I had, I was lucky I had one friend in my halls and she was from Manchester. So she used to just go home at the weekend. And I was just, it was just the first time I was alone, like yeah. you know, living in a house with like my family. And mm. um, I think, well, um, living in Abu Dhabi it's a very family orientated place um and I I have a great relationship with my parents and things and we did a lot of things together so yeah it was just hard and I think it was just a shock for me because it was kind of I just felt very unprepared like nobody really prepared me for it um but I learned a lot from it as well I think um and I look kind of at that experience now and, and the experience of moving to London especially in this in the current situation in the world there's not really room for socializing and meeting up with people but I definitely have learned from that experience of kind of being on my own and and moving somewhere different so and I think it definitely um you can see how resilient you are Megan to to that change definitely. yeah it's, it's, it's definitely tricky I definitely have moments so I'm not great on my own I'm such an extrovert like I really <laughs> I really struggle um but yeah I do I do think in a way you do get a bit resilient I suppose I definitely look back at that time and and see how I've grown and learned from it yeah I just want to apologize as well to our listeners if there was banging. This is the most this is the most typical Abu Dhabi thing I'm gonna say. But <laughs> my windows are currently being cleaned by the men. Do you know that hang down on the that you can see the wires there? So like as you're talking, like I'm not I'm not joking. As you're talking, that the the oh what do you call it? the carrier that they're in, like that they're standing oh, in I know. is coming lower <laughs> and lower. And I'm like, why now as I'm recording the podcast? <laughs> that is such an Abu Dhabi thing. <laughs> share it with you because you'd understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I suppose building on that now with the challenges, what do you feel are the benefits of growing up as an expat? There are so many. There really is so many. I think a big one that, and I was chatting to my friends about this as well, kind of what their thoughts were, and we all said that the exposure to so many cultures and different backgrounds. You learn a lot about other people um, from these backgrounds and the cultures that they live and are from. And it makes you become extremely open minded towards new people. Um, everyone can just or everyone should be very accepting, of course, of different cultures, people from different backgrounds, cultures, religions. But this can definitely make you more open minded because you're all put in a school together, um, essentially, and you've got people from loads of different places. So. Yeah, I think it makes you extremely um, open-minded and tolerant towards so many different backgrounds. Um, another benefit I would say is the friendships and the strong connections you make. I just, I have such a great connection um, and network from Abu Dhabi. And I think it's a place where you really can, because you're all in such a unique situation, you'll always mm-hmm. have that bond. Um, I think another benefit would be the experiences that you have so just looking back I think at such a young age I'm so grateful for the experiences I've had 
So when I before I even moved, I signed up to do a, to a history trip to Vietnam. So I've been on a history trip to Vietnam with school. Um, we went to Mauritius um, to do the Duke of Edinburgh Award. Um, so that was yeah, a, an amazing popular out here, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that so um, the Duke of Edinburgh Award is kind of like the Goshka Award at home, I think. So you go on a you go on like a expedition hike type thing. So we did that in Mauritius, you know, <laughs> it's just, just an amazing wow. experience. Um, and then I suppose participating in Gaelic football and we played in the, the World Games that were in the Middle East. We played in the junior mm -hmm. team um, there. And then I, play, I played for Abu Dhabi then in the World Games back in Dublin. So I wouldn't have had that experience only for being there. And I suppose mm -hmm. all the tournaments in Bahrain are amazing. Experience. Oh, Bahrain is just Bahrain. Bahrain. <laughs> I just think the Paddy man when I think Bahrain. <laughs> for me, for me, I think we got to get on this flight because it's the last flight, lads. <laughs> That's all I remember. Every year, we'd every we'd, year we'd make it by the skin of our teeth. Oh my god! <laughs> and everyone having like work and school the next day. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> it, won't well it won't go down well now. I tell you that. <laughs> Oh, it was just absolutely brilliant. And just oh. the whole day was great. The Bahrain tournament was really the highlight, wasn't yeah. it? It was just amazing. And then other experiences I had was I was actually um, a ball girl for one of the Shakers tennis tournaments um, oh. in that for two years. Yeah, so she had a tennis tournament um, in like January time. So I did that for two years. So yeah, that was a great experience as well, definitely. Um, also benefits of being an expat. I think the family orientated lifestyle I really liked and me and my mum were actually talking about this the other day. You've got lots of family friends over there and you spend a lot of time with family. So you have great memories together and things. I think that's a real benefit. Um, and also I think a huge benefit is you're, I think you become more open to the idea of moving to other places. So there's not as much fear um, there and I find personally because I've had that experience firsthand of how amazing moving somewhere new can be in terms of the experiences the friendships the opportunities I don't have really a fear of moving if it means having a better job or lifestyle or mm. to you know have a better career so yeah I'd say they were definitely the benefits of being an expat. So as you're speaking like I'm just wondering now some, I suppose, aside of the, the UAE and the expat experience that I wouldn't really know much about would be the family side of it. So like mm -hmm. for you now, as you're growing up within your family and within the family community in Abu Dhabi, like mm -hmm. it, was it as common for people to leave as quick? Because I know like as, as teachers, you know, I suppose we're not really going to settle as much. Well, says me who's nine years here. But anyway, we... <laughs> We we'll go past that fact. But, you know, like, did you find that it was less transient as you were making friends with families within the family? No, I think it still was quite transient. But when the time that you have there is is great, I think when you have those friendships. But it definitely still because families come and go so often over there. But I think it's more even though they've left, we still meet up with those families especially the Irish ones and in Ireland and stuff and it's always a brilliant time when we meet up with them but it's just that connection that you've had really I think over there just I'm just thinking about a lot of Irish families that kind of lived near us or that we just have great loads of different kind of groups of great connections through sports so I know with my brother he played rugby and all the the lads that played rugby together they're their families they have a great connection like even in last lockdown they all did like zoom cocktail making and cooking and stuff so 
I suppose it's just that kind of you're when you're over there because you don't have your extended family your friends kind of become a real part of of family really for you um because I even think about Christmases over there like I would see my friends sometimes on Christmas day which at home would be kind of strange I think for some people because it's kind of seen as a real family holiday but I think that just kind of shows you that you know the friends that you do have over there are very much kind of like your family your your network 100% I 100% agree with that and I suppose it it gives you that unique bond isn't it it's it's yeah. kind of, it's so hard to describe yeah you know, un, until you experience it like it it is a very different bond yeah definitely definitely I think you hit the nail on the head there it's just that that unique bond that you have and you know I'm curious for when you moved let's say to Manchester initially and mm-hmm. you're getting your degree did you find that you were more um how do I say like open and welcoming to other people who who came from different countries within the university itself did you find any differences that way I think so I'm kind of thinking more because to be fair my um social network was kind of Gaelic football and on my course I think I, I was definitely um but I'm just kind of thinking with Gaelic football we we're kind of struggling for numbers a lot of the time. And I remember trying to get not just Irish girls. So we had a few girls that were from England that joined the team. And I just remember always trying to go out of my way to kind of make them feel involved and, and t- text them and make sure that they came to the socials and things like that. And I think that kind of, for me, is is thinking to my experience in, of, in Abu Dhabi and how you just you should always try and include people so um I think a lot about my sister actually so my younger sister she's gone back to Ireland to start secondary school so kind of the opposite to me I suppose um and I just I've heard her talk a few times about so she's in school in Limerick and I've heard her talk about um new people that have joined her year group and she's from the sounds of it she's been extremely welcoming and accommodating and just really looks out for them and makes sure that they feel welcome and I think that just really comes from the experience of, of being in that position yourself moving to Abu Dhabi um yeah, yeah. I suppose you become more empathetic to their their experience absolutely. yeah absolutely yeah and do you mind if I touch on one thing actually that you mentioned in the challenges I apologize just come to me now yeah you know how you said um identifying your home so like you said <laughs> you know, you and your friends, you, you spoke about how it's difficult to say where my heart is. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were given the opportunity for citizenship here, how would you feel about that? Because I know there's lots of talk of it coming in a few years. I don't know. I feel like I personally would love that. And, and more so for my family, just thinking about my my mom and stuff, she would absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. And I think thinking about my friends, especially the ones, I have friends that were born there, you yeah. know, that all they know is Abu Dhabi. And I just think it definitely would be a great thing for people like that who really identify with um, Abu Dhabi as their home. But then I also have other friends who who are from Ireland who feel like they're Irish and they really identify with Ireland as my home that's just somewhere that I lived so I think it really depends on the person um, and their experience but I definitely think the more time you've spent there probably the more you feel like that is your home and I think it is 
a shame for people, especially people who were born there and that's all they know. That's really tricky because their parents are from maybe the UK or wherever mm-hmm. and they feel like that is their home. So yeah, I do think it's a tricky one. Um, I don't know personally myself because I, I feel very torn, but yeah. it's somewhere I, I love to go back and visit. But I think after last lockdown, because I was in Ireland for the first lockdown, I went back in March Um I feel a bit more connected to home after that, strangely. I feel like that was a great time for me to be at home. And I think it was the first time I'd spent an extended period of time in Ireland in so long. Um, yeah. How do, you feel, how do you feel about citizenship? Um, I am definitely in favour of it for the likes of people who can't actually return to their countries because they're not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think those people definitely if if home is not an option for them I think it would be um a strong argument for them to be given the opportunity to have citizenship 100 percent um Mm -hmm. I think like you said definitely for people who were born here but also have had their entire schooling or majority of schooling here um you know you can't you can't tell them how they feel you know if, if they feel like this is their home then of course mm-hmm. let them have dual citizenship. You know, it's it's not a big deal really. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it it's coming. You know, I do think it's coming. I think it's going to be. It's it will be inevitable soon because I think we can't keep going with the with the trans. I think that the transient environment only serves the country so far. I think for them to have stability with systems and policies, they need to have. Um, that, that option for people to become citizens to actually have longevity and to build um, consistency. You know, I think mm-hmm. that, that can be sometimes be a problem when you have a place that's so transient all the time and people yeah. are always leaving. You've got leadership changing in all industries so fast within two, three years, um, yeah. five years. And I think that can sometimes not work in their favor. Now, on the flip side, there's always innovation happening and there's always change yeah. or something new happening. So that serves the country well there. So I suppose it depends mm-hmm. on what way you look at it. But I think for the people who come from a place, come from a country where home isn't an option, they cannot go home. I think those people definitely deserve it. Yeah, definitely. That's a very good point. Definitely. It definitely depends on the situation, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, what was exciting about moving over in your 15? I think this is quite personal to kind of like my experience in school and things um but I think I was so excited to do the new curriculum to be honest I was really excited because I got to do drama as a subject and then even thinking about a levels it's very different to home so you pick three subjects of your choice there's no like you have to do maths Irish whatever so I was very I was very excited for that like my a levels I did um psychology drama and English language and I absolutely loved my subjects so really like that was really exciting for me the the new school and like even doing drama like they had like a in the school they have a theatre and everything it's just they have a swimming pool like it was just an amazing so that was really exciting for me and then I think Gaelic football as well I only actually really got into Gaelic football when I moved to Abu Dhabi I played kind of on and off at home but Abu Dhabi was really and I still really like through university Gaelic football really was what got me through it I think as well um not saying I'm amazing or like I really <laughs> I know. Oh, like you're no, very modest there now. 
You are no. a fantastic footballer. Many and many an awards Megan Maguire won in the Middle East and in Manchester. I follow you on Instagram and you you were blazing a trail in Manchester. I was literally like, I'd be messaging you. I'm so proud of you, Megan. Yes, <laughs> Yeah, you're so humble. But let the listeners know, I can vouch for this. Megan Maguire is a fantastic footballer. <laughs> Very I just I really enjoy it I would say I really enjoy it <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I suppose that was really exciting for me and just the all the like school trips that we had and all those sort of things were just really exciting and the whole new lifestyle the weather all that sort of stuff was just really exciting I think for me oh. and like for you I suppose like do you mind me asking what like do you remember the time like the day you arrived when you were 15 like does that memory stick with you Kind of. I remember I remember being in the hotel um, and I remember looking out the window and just seeing kind of like it was on Yas Island, the hotel we were on. And I just remember like looking out and it was real city like Abu Dhabi, the palm trees, the heat because it was August. So it was roasting. Yeah. And I just remember looking. I actually do remember looking out the window and just kind of thinking like this is so strange now. This is my new home kind of thing. I suppose they would be my my that would be kind of one of my first memories but I was quite lucky I had been to Abu Dhabi because I'd lived there when I was younger we kind of gone back and forth a lot to visit so it wasn't a culture shock or anything in a way it always kind of felt familiar to me so but yeah I think it was quite strange it was quite a it was a difficult move I remember it was very difficult saying goodbye to friends and to my grandparents very close to my grandparents and Claire I remember that was all quite difficult um yeah that would be kind of my first memories I think your grandparents must have been so happy I suppose with you moving to Manchester and having that ability to travel across you know for the weekend they were and I absolutely loved it like I loved the fact that I could fly from Manchester to Shannon and I remember the plane would land at like 10 a.m and by 25 past 10 I was in my granny's with a cup of tea just like because it's so it's such a quick drive to Shannon airport and sure Shannon airport's tiny you just walk out and yeah. you barely you just flash your passport they're just like yeah go on your granny they see the Irish <laughs> it's great my granddad it's like outside probably been there for half an hour waiting for me to, <laughs> to come oh. such a joke my grandparents they're great so yeah no I think they they really enjoyed having me closer and it was great I think for my my parents as well to know that I was going to visit them so they had me kind of visiting because those grandparents they're, it's my mom's parents and um, my mom's an only child so we're the only grand grandchildren so. oh so they definitely relished in that oh. yeah they did <laughs> that's amazing that, I'm so happy you had that time. That's lovely. Yeah, no, it was great. So for you, Megan, did you have any tools that you found were useful for you to adjust to that environment when you were 15? I think I learned to push myself to do things a lot. So sometimes I really had to dig deep within myself to push myself and to try new things or to put myself forward for things mm-hmm. so even I remember I remember going to Gaelic football and I was so nervous at the beginning because I was only 15 and it was you know a women's team or whatever and and um, pushing yourself to kind of say yes to even like friend you know social things and um 
but it, it it gave me so much confidence um that experience to push myself and I think I I still can see it now I push myself to do things because I've seen that I've been in a situation where I, I've kind of had to sink or swim and I can see the benefits of pushing yourself to do something and it'll either be an amazing experience or you'll learn something from it I think and it can be tricky but yeah I think that was kind of a tool I learned um I kind of had from that and also family I had a very good I have very good relationship my parents are very lucky and because we're a close family um and we've been expats when we were younger having that kind of you know close relationship with my family was definitely something else that kind of helped navigate that environment at such a young age I love your family by the way I love them. <laughs> oh, I, I love yeah. them. honestly I do have so much time for them like they were uh, yeah they they were always so like they were you could see them beaming with pride on the sideline oh honestly you really could they were always so proud of you but also like your mom Jean and your dad Barry they were both so um oh what's the word like they were very warm to us as well like they knew that we were away from home we didn't have our parents and like I always felt so welcomed by them and kind of looked after almost so they'd always kind of be checking on you and yeah Both parents had so much time for us which I really I always appreciated that and Barry just like I just loved I loved Barry like training us like the crack was unreal honestly yeah. like and we'd be rising him then you know with him being a dub and <laughs> we'd have a joke or two anyway about that and like oh he was always great banter on the pitch he was always yeah so much fun but they have such great memories of that time as well like we always talk about Gaelic football over there and and all the girls and playing and being involved and the 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 social events and everything like they have such fond memories of that as well and they absolutely loved it my dad loved being involved with the training and things like he's just he's great at training to be fair to him he's very good at kind of like teaching and things but yeah he he absolutely loved it and yeah it was great to have them there like they're so supportive they're you know I really can't complain like they are very very supportive in everything that I've done and, and that I do so it is great no that is amazing and you could see that honestly from the outside looking in <laughs> You could definitely see that. So for you, how have you used this opportunity for growth? I think, as I was kind of mentioning before, I push myself a lot to do things out of my comfort zone. And I think that really comes from the sort of can-do attitude in Abu Dhabi. You know, that's very much reflected over there. And I think I felt, I feel like I wouldn't be where I am now only for those experiences um the attitude even in the school it was very much kind of to do your best and to push yourself to you can do whatever you want to do and you can go wherever you want to go that was my experience anyway mm -hmm. so I kind of think back to that time because even before like in school in Ireland there's no way I would ever get up in front of my school or my peers and and speak and so for example, in school, I pushed myself to do kind of like, I did vice house captain. So I'd have to get up in front of like, uh, like from year seven to year 13 and speak and doing drama as a subject really helped me just to get up on stage just without fear. And um, I set up a Gaelic football club in my school actually. And I just, yeah, so it was for a year seven to year 13. So I had all the rugby lads playing Gaelic at one point. <laughs> um, so yeah it just it really instilled a confidence in me to push myself to do things that scared me I suppose because I'd always be a kind of bit hesitant at first but I yeah I think um that's really helped me then moving on to kind of university and and pushing myself now in adult life for jobs and things like that 
Um, and then at university as well, I did kind of president of the Irish Society um, for a year. And I, I just love being involved in different things. And it just gave me a lot of confidence, I think, that whole experience. Wow. And even you saying that, I feel like you get a lot of that from your mom. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I actually some, sometimes I'll be... I'm not confident all the time sometimes I will be very self-critical but my mom is a good one to just do she's kind of a very just just go for it kind oh, of person your mom definitely has a can-do attitude oh 100 yeah yeah oh, she's very suited to the Abu Dhabi lifestyle and the can-do attitude she very much is oh. yeah definitely I didn't know you were the president of the Irish society your mom must have been so proud well your dad also but because <laughs> well, to, to be fair I don't think there was many, there wasn't many people to do it it was kind of a Ah, uh, Megan will do it. <laughs> but um, like it wasn't a very big society; it was quite small. But um, at the same time, there's no way I would have done that going back a few years. I think definitely those experiences in Abu Dhabi that I, the opportunities I got to have those experiences definitely helped with that. So, yeah. Oh, I love this. I just love everything. I just I love this so much. <laughs> you um did growing up abroad influence you differently to people you knew who grew up at home mm -hmm. I think this is a tricky one for me because now the people who I'm still in touch with at home I would say are very similar and like-minded to me you know when I think about kind of friends I have at home now mm -hmm. but I definitely think I and I've mentioned this I'm a lot more open to the idea of moving to different places than I think other people are you know of course Irish people are very known for well known for moving abroad but I feel sometimes because I don't have all my ties to one place mm -hmm. I would never be afraid to move away if it meant you know a better job or whatever and I think as well I, I said this before being very welcoming to new people I think and just kind of more looking at my younger sister just how welcoming she was she had a girl move to her year from Australia huge change you know to come yeah. so far away from home and she just made such a huge effort and she just kind of almost said I feel like a sense of kind of almost like I have to be really welcoming and accommodating to this girl because I think other people in her class didn't see it so much kind of not like a burden but just kind of like oh it's not as much of a thing of our responsibility but she felt such a responsibility to make this person feel welcome and in, in this new environment in this new country even mm -hmm. so yeah I think that's kind of the two the differences I would say yeah and do you think how do you feel this is such a, a silly question but how do you feel about the climate did you have to adjust to that when you moved back to yeah oh, yeah I found it hard um I found it hard because my memory of, of that adjustment was so I was moved back to Man went to Manchester for university in September and by December I was on placement it was the course that I did was very it was condensed into three years and it was it was very intense and I just remember like it was snowing and it was freezing and like getting up so early to get like buses to go to my placement and stuff and I remember finding that really difficult I kind of had forgotten what the winters were like because we'd spent every Christmas in Abu Dhabi as well so I hadn't seen a winter in about four years so it was definitely a shock um to that and I even still find now I'm so right now it's getting a bit warmer here in the UK and I'm so appreciative of the brighter mornings and things like that so I think yeah, it definitely was hard, the climate adjustment going back. And But then I remember the adjustment of going to Abu Dhabi in August. I don't think I'd been in Abu Dhabi in August in since I'd lived there when I was younger. So I just remember like walking out of the hotel and my glasses steaming up 
like stepping into an oven I just oh it was just so an adjustment both ways I think yeah I, yeah I, I yeah August is just again oh, oh you can't yeah it is <laughs> I love talking about playing Gaelic in September you know how our, like the matches would be seven minutes a half and just like you'd be sweating before I just remember I never forget a tournament in Dubai walking out onto the pitch and sweating and I hadn't even started running and you'd be sweating from places you didn't know you could sweat like on your legs and everything just the insane and seven minutes and you'd be absolutely wrecked like. yeah, yeah you'd be you'd be counting down the minutes to get to the seven. Oh, I know yeah and then going to university and it was like they were like right it's 25 minutes a half I was like what do you mean 25 minutes a half that's like four that's like two matches what <laughs> That was an adjustment and then oh I remember playing game like some of the pitches we'd play on at university they'd have like they'd be iced over and everything just <laughs> not like the Middle East no too completely I do you know honestly it was like a different way of playing Gaelic you had to adjust to because yeah. you play on AstroTurf over there with shorter numbers on the pitch shorter time to playing on these like huge pitches yes. with terrible weather like there's no bounce on that ball and, you know, it was actually just like really a different way of playing Gaelic, I think. <laughs> I never actually thought about that. Yeah, because it's 15 on the field. Yeah, 15. And the time, like, is, you know, you, you need more stamina. I think it's not as like go, go, go. And and just the weather, like the pitches would be like just underwater sometimes. <laughs> oh, lad, you wouldn't have that over here. <laughs> no, completely <laughs> different. They'd be dying for, for a, a puddle over here. <laughs> It would be. And then you get kind of like, you know, when you fall on the AstroTurf, it'd be like nearly third degree burn. Yeah, it would. Oh, it skin you. It would. Yeah. Oh, I know, I know. Okay, so Megan, do you feel that you may have struggled to feel connected to home as an expat? I actually feel like I felt more strongly connected to home when I moved away. So I think the most in touch with my Irish identity I felt is when I've moved away, you know, when I've moved to Abu Dhabi and then on to Manchester for university. So I never really struggled with feeling connected to home in terms of Ireland moving away. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's done the opposite, I would say. Um, and how I've stayed connected is definitely through Gaelic football. You know, when, when I was looking up universities, instead of, you know, looking up the university ratings, I looked up which universities did speech and language therapy and which had GAD teams it's probably not the best way to go about looking at universities but that's actually what I did because I knew that would be my my way of connecting to home um but I think I more struggled with feeling disconnected from my Abu Dhabi home when I moved to Manchester I found that more tricky so I really my as, as I spoke about my first year of university I really missed um my Abu Dhabi home and I felt really strange because then I was kind of like well, well what is my home mm. um so yeah, I think that was kind of more that identity. And then I, because I absolutely loved, because we were kind of, my friends, most of them were in the UK when we'd meet up. I remember we met up for Paddy's Day in my first year in Edinburgh. And I just, I just remember feeling kind of, you know, that bit of homesickness was kind of almost gone after that meeting up with them, you know? So yeah, strange one, I think. And did you ever come across Emiratis in Manchester? I don't think I did, you know. I don't think I, I have. Um, no, which is strange. I know, I know it's quite popular for them to study in Dublin. Yeah, yeah, Dublin would be. And I think a lot of them go to America, I think. Yes. Um, well, yeah. But um, not in Manchester, don't think. Maybe London, I think, as well, is another kind of place they tend a lot of them go. But um, no, I actually didn't, you know, in Manchester. 
it's funny you mentioned that you felt more connected when you're away from home. I suppose when you're an yeah. Irish expat, you're more inclined to celebrate your Irish. Yes. Yes. You know, to stay connected. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it was Gaelic football. For my younger sister, it was Irish dancing. And, and my brother also played Gaelic football. But yeah, I, I think you're right. It just is that sense of, of pride. And, and definitely in Manchester as well. Like we had such a, a great sense of, you know, that our little Irish kind of community. Yeah. It was it was brilliant, you know. So yeah. Were there it is Irish that you had friends with in Manchester? Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, start playing Gaelic football. Like one of my one of the girls was from Clare. You know, there was a few. Now a lot of them are from the north, um, because of they do the the GCSEs and the A levels. So a lot of them kind of tend to go to the UK for university. But yeah, there's a few of us southern ones as well. Um, absolutely great, just great friends from university. I um, a lot of Irish girls. Yeah, it was great. Oh, that's oh, that's fantastic to hear. So Megan. Any lessons learned or advice you would give any expat teens that are listening now and they're growing up abroad? Yeah, I would say find something you love to do outside of school and academics in terms of hobbies. Like this could be anything, what your interests. And when you move away to kind of join sort of clubs or societies or anything um, and use it as a tool to kind of make friends and to, you know, have those connections when you move away. Um, I would say it's a tricky one but it and it's inevitable that you probably will leave so you need to kind of have a rough idea after school or when you leave where you're going to go or what that's going to look like I think I'm quite fortunate that I was you know I wanted to go to university and, and I was able for the academics and stuff but you know and I think that's kind of a downside thinking more of Abu Dhabi for people who aren't as academic there's not as much uh, there's not as many opportunities or options I think and so sometimes it's kind of hard to think about okay well where am I going to go after school or when you know it's it's finished um and then I think as well staying connected to your home identity so it's, it's always really good so for me it was through football my sister you know Irish dance and so I think if you can stay connected to your home identity as well that's mm -hmm. another thing I would say would be a good thing did you do you mind me asking did you continue learning Irish language over here no no I didn't okay no. and did you learn Arabic here no I didn't because I was kind of past the age where it was a compulsory but my sister did she was actually quite good at the Arabic because like my sister's um she's nine years younger than me so she kind of went through primary school over there um and a bit of secondary so yeah she she learned a bit of Arabic and she was good at it as well wow. I wish I could be her I do kind of wish now looking back I know I I wish I had started in my first year learning it because yeah it would be great to have now I have a few words but you know yourself the, the pigeon yeah. pigeon words you know all that kind yeah of stuff, but, um, yeah <laughs> I'd say my Irish is pigeon words now as well because I didn't do it for the leave insert I just about like scraped the junior cert because I kind of knew I wasn't going to need Irish because I knew I was moving away so yeah. I was just, you know but I went to like the Irish college and stuff when I was in second year and you know yeah yeah Oh, Irish college is such an experience. I love it. Oh, great, that. great experience. Yeah, great experience. That's great that you had that, actually, even though you would live lived away, you had that opportunity at home, isn't it? Yeah, and that's another thing. I think it was great for me because I had that experience of what living at home or living, you know, in Europe or away from the Middle East was like. I, ha I had a good few years, you know, I'd up to third year, so up till I was 15. So, yeah, I had experiences like that, you know, Irish college and secondary school at home and 
yeah so I think I had so moving back I suppose that kind of played to my advantage as well compared to we'll say some friends that maybe had lived in the Middle East their whole life so yeah I had the best of both worlds yeah definitely I do feel like that actually yeah that I've had the best of both worlds you're yeah, that's a good way to put it so we'll do our quick fire round yeah <laughs> okay so Megan what's the first thing you notice about a person I would say accent oh accent. that's the first yeah. thing I've heard. okay that's interesting I'm always trying to pick up an accent I don't know what it is I just I don't know I feel like maybe it's try to try and make some sort of connection or something. I just, yeah, I find accents quite fascinating. I think because my own accent is fairly messed up, I suppose. It's, it's a bit here, there and everywhere. I just find accents, yeah. I, I wonder, has that come from you actually growing up as an expat? Because you would have been in such a, multi, a multinational school, right? Would it have been quite yeah. diverse? Yeah, yeah. God, that's that I'm just surprised because that's the first time someone has said that answer so yeah very interesting I like that one <laughs> so what habits have you found have improved your life Megan um I would say tidy space tidy mind I think I get this probably from my mom um <laughs> I love like a tidy space and I I make a habit of keeping my space tidy um I love morning routines um I love having a bit of a morning routine um and then I think exercise that feels good. I think I've learned this over the years. Um, I will always try and tip away at exercise and kind of do something that feels good, especially, you know, it's quite difficult at the moment with gyms closed and no, there's no sports teams and things. So yeah, I've, I kind of got into running um, last lockdown. So yeah, I think doing exercise that feels good. Um, and I love a to-do list as well. That's another um, habit that I've made. Like I will do a to-do list every nearly every day like even if it's something and especially during lockdown I think it's quite good as well and um, even if it's something small to like voice note or message someone back I'll like I'll write it on a to-do list I love a to-do list <laughs> like you said though like it, it, it clears the mind as well when you, yeah, yeah it helps to clear the mind yeah yeah definitely so what's on your bucket list Oh, I feel like, you know, I don't really have a bucket list, but a, a cliche one would be I'd love to do a skydive. I've never actually gotten to do a skydive. Um, I'd love to do one in Dubai, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I think just to, I'd love to move somewhere different. I, I am, London's definitely not the last stop for me. So I think to live in a few more places would be great. And yeah, and just to travel more as well. Is there any specific country on your on your list? I'd love to go to the Philippines, I think or just Asia I'd love to see more of Asia but I'd also like to see more of Europe as well um Germany is a country I've never been to you know there's a lot of countries in Europe as well do you mind me asking do you ever see yourself um moving to Abu Dhabi when you're older <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah I actually do you know I I, I would love to go back I, I think if 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 the job was right and things I, I definitely would wouldn't say no it's definitely something I would consider yeah definitely because I suppose you have such strong ties here you know and it's exactly that's the life. yeah my mother would love that as well I think she's I think she I actually think she's looking into jobs for me over there I think ah. she's <laughs> she would love it I would never say no and I think it would be great to experience it in a different way you know living there with the job as an adult I think that would be quite interesting especially some place where I already have a lot of connections and ties yeah definitely and it'd be interesting if some of your own high school friends returned as well 
Oh, I'd love it. Oh, I think it'd be great. We'd have such a good time. I get so I get so excited thinking about that. <laughs> so, Megan, what are you most grateful for in your life? I think I'm most grateful for the experience that I've been, the experiences I've been able to have, especially from such a young age. So some of the experiences I spoke about earlier, just with the travel and just everything that came with being an expat. And I'm also very grateful for the people that I have in my life. Um, I think you hear a lot these days about making sure you surround yourself with the right people. And I think because I've moved so much, I've really kind of learned who I want to surround myself with and, and what that kind of looks like. And I think I'm I'm very grateful and fortunate because the people that I do have around me um, are great and I have a great support network. So, you know, friends, family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think those are, those would be the things. I'd say you thrive in um, an environment where you have to adapt. Like you'd love a challenge. Sometimes, yeah. I'm very self-critical though. And sometimes I'm kind of a bit like, oh God, I don't know my abilities. But I think I, I am kind of good to push myself through that. And yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, I see that. I Well, definitely, I think so. From, from, from uh, hearing you speak, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So are there any um, pieces of content, let's say like a book or a documentary or someone who's inspired you that has influenced you in a positive way? In terms of books, I would say when I was in second year of university, I read Oprah Winfrey's book, What I Know For Sure. And I loved that book. And I just remember, I'd love to read it again, actually, because you know when you read a book and sometimes you nearly need to read it again to take in the actual content of it. But I just remember her talking about like the little things in life and really appreciating those. And she talks about her hot drink that she has you know, in the evening or whatever that she really loves. And I think that was quite good as well for, and in current situation, like with lockdown and things, obviously we have to kind of um, appreciate and love the little things in life. Um, And then another book I love, which I kind of think about is a lot is Atomic Habits. I don't know if you've read that book. Yeah, yeah, it's great advice. I love another book I'd love to read again, but I love the I love the analogy of the ice cube and that, that really stuck with me. Yeah. You know, the one where you may only see results when it hits, 32 the so basically with the ice cube um ice cube melts only when it hits 32 degrees so you may only see results kind of when you hit a certain point but you never will see you know the work that's done prior so I think about that a lot because sometimes I think it's easy to be quite hard on yourself when you're you know trying to do something whether it's you know fitness or whatever it is you're trying to achieve I think it's it's good to kind of remember that just like doing little bits and consistency um yeah, it's yeah. a fantastic book. Atomic Habits is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is a brilliant book. And finally, Megan, what is your chosen song? <laughs> My chosen song is Earth, Wind and Fire's Let's Groove Tonight. I am a big um, <laughs> 70s disco fan. I love all that cheesy music, um, but that would be my song of choice. So Earth, Wind and Fire, Let's Groove Tonight. <laughs> right. I can't say I know it, but I'll have to put, stick it on later. You'll know Earth, Wind and Fire September. Everyone know that song. Everyone knows that song. And I love that song too. But let's let's groove tonight is a better one, I think. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, no. I have to interrupt you. Look at this now. Look. They're back oh. up again, clean the windows. Look at this. <laughs> oh Jesus. Like no warning at all. Just like <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. That is so funny. Oh love. Well, Megan, I'm definitely gonna stick that song on. Now, of course, our listeners know. Um, I can't actually play it because of copyright reasons on the podcast, but I always um, leave a link to it in the the bio. Megan, it's been an absolute pleasure 
Have oh, Aileen, thank you so much. I've absolutely loved it. Thank you so, so much for having me on. It's been great. Thank you very much. And here, thank you for giving us the insight into what it's like for someone to grow up here, you know, and their schooling. Like, I feel like I've learned so much just from this um, episode. So thank you so, so much. Thank you, Ailish. All right, take care.